Founders dilemma number 23 having strong conviction or being in denial in this long list of dilemmas that almost every founder faces this one has got to be the one of the most trickiest ones in this episode of bus talk let's dive in to the challenges that some of the founders especially the first time founders find themselves in while trying to float and scale the company it's no surprise that many founders are blessed with gift of the gab they're smooth talkers they're super convinced about what they're doing or they appear to be super convinced about what they're doing and in doing so over time they begin to view their own bs as the real deal the trouble with that is this is compounded more in nascent organizations because there is no one to question them who's going to question the big boss so what happens they succumb to something called the confirmation bias which is nothing but a tendency to search interpret and perhaps out logic people in a way that confirms or supports their own preconceived notions make it sound real and perhaps present it as the only available option or truth in that point in time gradually they become hypersynical convoluted and warped in their thinking and when results show otherwise they find yet another counter logic to justify their original sin there is so much power in the denial cycle it sucks in everybody around them they risk not just their own future but also those who follow them so given these kind of tricky situations if you are a founder listening to this how do you identify isolate and steer clear of such a confirmation bias i guess you already have the antidote to the venom of confirmation bias you know the usual suspects like get a contrary opinion rely on data give yourself time to listen more than share your opinion but the problem somehow still remains unresolved because your conviction or belief is being challenged here what you thought to be the absolute truth is being questioned and by if you're blessed questioned by the well wishers around you if you don't have one you should have one because you need the mirrors to reflect the reality but assuming there are people who flock around you and just agree to whatever you say how do you then know you're taking the right decision because if you say yes people are going to say yes beyond a point right you will you hold the veto rights so how will you know until it's too late because you don't have the luxury of evidence and data and analysis available you got to make a decision on the fly on the move and so you don't have some of the available comfort levels for you to have a sane brain measured approach you've got to run with it as it were the first thing you could try is go right up to the top of the industry or the association or the vertical you have a product or a service that is selling in a particular geography probably applicable in a particular vertical if you go to the apex of the vertical the association the government body the policy makers the people who 
define what that vertical is, chances are you will get an insight as to what the real truth is. And then try and compare with what you or your team are trying to execute. Clearly, there will be a delta. Unless if there is no delta, that means you're on the right track. But if there is a delta, then you can immediately plot the steps required to bridge that gap. You are thinking ABC, whereas the apex body is thinking KLMNOP. So KLMNOP minus ABC, the balance, the delta, the gap that is there in between is what needs to be bridged. And so you can design your marketing strategy, your take-to-market, your go-to-market thought processes, align resources in a way which specifically fill in the blanks, filling the gaps, and then try and see if it works. Now, you could always argue that you have a product or service which does not have a precedent. Probably the folks at the top don't understand this, or there could be confidentiality, which if you disclose what you're doing, but it's always helpful to understand from an industry leaders or the policymakers mindset as to where they see the future expansions or the sweet spots lie and then try and align to that thought process in the best possible way. Of course, you could go where no man has gone before, a la Star Trek, but that could be a parallel small pilot project. Your mainstream needs to align with the main objective of the vertical. For areas of experimentation, you could run a small pilot and see if you, and test your idea to see what you were thinking. Is it conviction or you were just being in denial? I guess the goal is to go to Eden or find the single source of truth. And the closer you are to the single source of truth, if there exists one, then chances are you will not falter on your strategy. Number two, scarcity theory. I think of it as eliminating the option of the immediate logic. So whatever that you're thinking right now, assume that is off the table. It does not exist. It's not possible to execute. Just think of it as non-existent. Now it creates a void, creates scarcity, creates pressure in the system. Now, If that is not there, was not available, how would you still run the business? Give that a real deep thought. Think of ways to make it work outside the immediate logic that you were intending or the original logic that you were intending to execute. Force yourself to come up with, how do I make it work? This is the only opportunity I have. It's almost like a simulation, if you will. Simulate in your mind that this was not an option. The immediate logic was not an option. You have to manufacture, engineer, innovate, think of other ways to come up with a survival strategy. And so that exercise could be a win-win exercise. If you do come up with an alternative strategy, your risks are divided. You could do a pilot project on one and try a full steam ahead on the other and see how it works. Alternatively, you might just come back with a reconfirmation that no, there's nothing else possible. You beta tested your logic and tried to fail it and it did not fail. And when it did not fail, automatically it will succeed. That's one way of looking at avoiding a typical confirmation bias. The final one is something which I call the bad debt theory. The bad debt 
theory. What I mean by that is 10 decisions that you take, if nine of them are correct, one of them is wrong, your business robustness should be such that it sustains that mistake. What it means is if you exit that particular strategy, campaign, what have you, at a 90% success rate and 10% is like a bad debt, it's fine. I mean, it's not something that your business will topple over, is it not? And if it's not, then probably you have to build your business stability, robustness to that particular point where failures, small failures admitted, are not life-threatening. And so it gives you the freedom to experiment, to travel laterally, to see differently, to try something which others have not. You know, the common thing most people do is copy shamelessly. You know, what's working for others, why get intelligent, just replicate the same. But to my mind, you get played and it's a short-lived strategy because you will eventually become like a pest, like that easy information becomes a crutch and you don't scale, you don't grow, you don't innovate and therefore you die. And so it's better that you burn your fingers, have battle scars in the process of innovation, in the process of trying to do something different, something new, rather than get addicted or somebody else's way of operation. And so try these two or three things and see what works best for you. Whatever that you do, don't kid yourself. Don't bullshit yourself. Don't, you know, in your mind that you're trying to posture, you're trying to force feed or bulldoze an argument that is always counterintuitive to the larger cause, which is the success of the business. You might get away with your point of view being accepted, but it is counterintuitive to your business. So if there are situations where you need to take a step back, let other people take charge, let other people take ownership and allow them the liberty to fail. That's all right. Don't kill them if they fail in trying to do something differently and then say, ha, I told you so, let's not do it. What will happen is if you allow failures in limited sphere and scope, people will start to take more ownership. And if they do fail, eventually your selling points will become stronger. People will buy into your logic that much more than they ever did before. You probably might even see an uptick in productivity because people thought that you were wrong and went their way and they realized that you were right all along. So that kind of reverse confirmation bias perhaps is okay. As is the case everywhere in all sales, business development or any other strategies around the globe is do whatever works best for you. What's been working well is something that you want to replicate, then that's fine. But as founders, you will be questioned on the approach that you take from time to time. So it's important to keep your mind open, stay firmly planted on the ground and be as adaptable as possible. Well, that's all the time I had for this episode of Bus Talk. I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed sharing it with you. You know the Twitter handle, you know Facebook, you know podpage.com forward slash bus talk. It's a website where all the episodes are available for you to review and leave some feedback. You know, that's very important. Please, please, please take some time out 
leave some reviews, comments and suggestions so that it helps me improve my content a little better. Till we meet next time, stay well, stay safe, chin up and bring your A-game to work. This is your host AB and you are listening to Bus Talk. Thank you.